Welcome to my channel. This is where we determine whether you need to lawyer up. And remember, I am a lawyer, but I'm not your lawyer. I'm not giving you specific legal advice. I'm just giving general knowledge of the legal field. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Joshua Roberts. I'm a lawyer and I've been practicing law since 1998. I'm a trial attorney in the state of Missouri. I've tried hundreds of cases. Won some, lost some. The wins are for the high fives, but in the losses, that's where we learn. Today we're gonna learn about traffic tickets. And if you learned something today, hit that like button for me. I'd appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in. And today we're talking about that dreaded traffic ticket. We've all been there. You're in your car, you look in your rearview mirror and you see the cherries activated behind you. The first thing you need to do is relax. Listen, a year from now, this is not gonna matter. It's not gonna matter to the officer, it's not gonna matter to you. Seems like a big deal in the moment, but the first thing you need to do is relax and think about safety. When you think about safety, the first thing you need to do is try to find a place to pull over. It's best if you can pull over and go into a parking lot so it'll be safer for you and safer for the officer. But we know that's not always an option. Sometimes you're out on the highway and you've got to pull over at the side of the road. When you pull over as far as you can to the right, this gives you a little bit of distance between the traffic that's going by you. It also will give the officer a little room to stand. You want to think about your safety, but you also want to think about the safety of the officer because listen, they're just doing their job. You want to get home to your family, they want to get home to their family. And if you're courteous to the officer, you stand a better chance of actually getting out of the ticket. So once you've pulled over to the shoulder, you pull over as far to the right as you can, what you'll notice is the officer will pull up behind you and they're going to move their vehicle out just a little bit into the lane of traffic. This will provide protection for you. It'll also provide protection for the officer when they're standing next to your vehicle. Now, as the officer approaches, you'll notice a lot of times officers will take their thumb and they'll put it on the taillight of the driver's side of your vehicle. Now, not all officers do this these days, but a lot do. And the reason being is when they put that thumb on your brake light, the situation gets haywire and they recover your car somewhere in a ditch sometime. They can tie a little officer DNA and a little officer fingerprint back to your vehicle and reconnect you with that particular scene. So it's not uncommon to see an officer do this. As they approach your vehicle, they will also usually stand a little bit behind you. You'll notice if you've been pulled over lately that you have to crane your neck around to kind of see the officer that's standing back behind you. Why do they do this? Well, it's fairly simple. It's for their own protection. You'll know that where your, where your door shuts, there's a big hunk of metal right there. So if you do something squirrely like grab a gun and go to point it at them, they're separated between you and the gun by a big hunk of metal in your car. So a lot of times the officers will stand back behind you a little bit for their own safety. Now, what should you be doing? Well, at this point in time, you know that the officer is going to want to see your driver's license and the officer is going to want to see proof of insurance. So make sure you have both of those things handy. Now, different clients ask me, what should they do uh, when an officer is approaching their vehicle? The number one thing you can do is make sure your hands are visible. I tell my uh, convicted felons, it's not a bad idea to roll your window down and stick both hands out the window. Because if you're linked to the car that they just pulled over, they know about your criminal history already before they approach the vehicle. Otherwise, if you're more of a law-abiding citizen without a history of criminal activity, 10 and 2 is just fine. But make sure the officer can see your hands and he knows you're not up to any funny business. The next thing the officer is going to do is going to ask you, do you know why I pulled you over? And I tell people, be honest, because he knows why he pulled you over. And you may know, you may not know. You may not have noticed that you rolled through that stop sign. You may not have noticed that you were going a little bit too fast. 
If you know, say. Last time I got pulled over, I said, yeah, I think I was probably going a little bit too fast through this neighborhood. And the officers, they generally appreciate honesty. If you lie to the officer, if you argue with the officer, if you're disrespectful, you're gonna get a ticket. Now, you may get a ticket anyway, but most of the friends of mine that are officers will tell me that if you're honest with me and you're courteous, then there's a chance that you could get away with it with just a warning. So from that point, the officer will take your driver's license and your proof of insurance and generally go back to the car. They'll run you through to make sure you're not wanted. There's no warrants out for your arrest. And then they'll make a decision as to whether they write you a ticket. And as I mentioned before, if you pulled over into a safe area for that officer, you were courteous to that officer, you were honest with that officer, there's a chance that they might just go ahead and let you go. However, if they give you a ticket, then we move into the next phase. What do we do with our traffic ticket? Once you have the traffic ticket, you'll look at that and note there is a lot of information on the ticket. Now, of course, it's gonna have the identifiers of yourself, your address, uh, the identifiers of your vehicle. The additional information on the ticket you need to pay special attention to is that you're gonna have a court date listed on that ticket and there's gonna be a court address noted on the ticket that you need to pay attention to. Now, one of the most important things to realize is that the officer writing the ticket is giving you a courtesy court date. That person doesn't file charges. That's up to the prosecuting attorney and the prosecuting attorney may or may not assign you the same court date. So you wanna make note of the court's address, you wanna make note of the court's phone number so that you can call and make sure that your ticket is assigned to the court date that was given to you by the officer. It's also important to note that you either need to appear or you need to hire a lawyer, lawyer up, right? The important thing to remember is that court date because if you don't appear, a warrant will issue for your arrest and uh, they won't come and get you and kick down your door for a traffic warrant, but you may forget about it and the next time you get pulled over, you may be spending the weekend in jail and you don't want that. Ultimately, it's at this point in time when you get the ticket that you need to make the decision on whether you're going to lawyer up or not. Some people like to try to take care of their own traffic tickets. I don't recommend it. They're very complicated and they can have effects that last for two to three years on your driving record. So when in doubt, always lawyer up. And here's what your lawyer will do for you in regard to your traffic ticket. Essentially, you have three options. One option is you could always say, hey, I'm not guilty. I wanna have a trial. In fact, you're entitled to a jury trial. You could make a big production out of this and argue with the officer about whether or not you were speeding or you ran the stop sign or whatever that is. I generally don't recommend that because that's gonna cost a heck of a lot more than just resolving it by agreement. Most of the time, the prosecutors have bigger fish to fry. They're not out to crucify anybody over a traffic ticket. So you can usually resolve the ticket by getting it off your record or having no points assessed to your license by agreement. So hire a lawyer and work it out. It's easier and it's a lot cheaper. And what your lawyer will do for you is visit with the prosecuting attorney. More likely than not, they're buddies. And even more likely than not, that lawyer will understand the nuances of the judge, what will fly with the judge, and what makes the judge angry. That's sometimes more important is knowing the judge than knowing the law. So the ultimate outcome that you're hoping for on this traffic ticket is to get it off of your record or to be amended. A lot of times they'll amend tickets to defective equipment. You've probably heard of that. You pay a fine, you pay the court costs, and you get on down the road. It may go on your driving record, but it's a non-moving violation and your insurance companies are not gonna assess you additional fees 
or raise your rates based upon defective equipment. Another option is in Missouri, it's called an SIS. It's a suspended imposition of sentence, which means that ticket is off of your record. It goes away. If you're able to maybe go six months or up to a year without getting another ticket, that ticket then will disappear. It's as if it never happened. And that's the ultimate goal that you're looking for. A final option in some states is to have what's called a non-point infraction. It's still a speeding ticket. It's still a, a moving violation. However, you're not assessed any points to your driver's license. And generally, insurance companies will not assess higher rates if you've resolved it with a non-point infraction. So the first court appearance is called the arraignment, where you go in and you tell the judge how you want to plead. If you've already hired a lawyer, a lot of times on a traffic ticket, you can get it handled at the arraignment, at the first court appearance. Other times, if you don't have an attorney or you can't afford an attorney yet, you can go in, enter a plea of not guilty, and the judge will generally give you time to get an attorney if that's what you want to do. If it's your first offense, you might try talking to the prosecutor yourself and seeing if they'll agree to some sort of a disposition that allows you to keep the matter off your record or for it to be a non-point violation. Otherwise, if you've got a spotty traffic record or if it's at all complicated, remember, even a simple traffic ticket is a time to lawyer up. Hey, thanks for watching and remember to subscribe. We're going to cover a new legal topic every week. So subscribe to get updates on whatever topic you might want to hear about. Also comment below and comment down below. Tell me what you want advice on next, what you want to talk about. We'll address each one of those things in turn. Also hit the like button. If you liked what you heard today and you appreciated it, the more likes I get, the more information you will get. Also share this on social media. If you can think of other friends of yours out there that might benefit from increasing their legal knowledge, we will grow this channel together. Again, let me know what you want to hear about and I'll talk about it. And always check back to this channel because it'll help you determine when you need to lawyer up. Send lawyers, guns, and money. Dad, get me out of this.